1: so start looking in the right place with linkedin you can hire professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today
2: hello and welcome back to the Rock report extra podcast we have shrewsbury on saturday it's one of those uh Periods where we seem to be playing everyone all of the time and games are just coming thick and fast, which me personally, I absolutely love. I don't know any football fan that doesn't. We beat Bradford on Boxing Day, unfortunately, lost against Portsmouth, which wasn't perfect. It wasn't ideal, but they lost against Gillingham. So, you know, nonetheless, I haven't really lost that much ground on them, really. We'll play Shrewsbury on Saturday and we've got Ollie from the Salab cast who we spoke to already. It was Glenn last time. This time we have Ollie. Ollie, how are you doing? Are you well?
1: Yeah, I'm good, mate. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Mate.
2: Not a problem at all. Things have changed at Shrewsbury since we last spoke to Glenn. What, what's been going on?
1: Yeah, so we got a new manager. So um, we relieved the, the last manager, um, John Askey, um, And we um, approached and got um, Ricketts, Sam Ricketts, um, who you guys might know, played for Hull and Premier League. Quite a few other played for Wolves as well. Quite a few other clubs and played uh, 50 Caps Wales. He's our new manager.
2: How's he doing? Is he doing well?
1: Yeah, it's a very interesting one, actually. It's probably quite unique. Um, our goalkeeping our goalkeeping coach played football for Wales um, and he was our caretaker and also we got a really good up-and-coming young coach who was our academy coach and the goalkeeping coach Danny Coyne and the first team sorry actually he was, was the academy coach at the time they took over and they were like a caretaker team yeah, but Sam Ricketts knows both of them really well, so he's come in and they've kind of formed like a new, a like kind of like a first team management team. So he's the manager. The goalkeeping coach has been appointed a, a first team coach, and the academy manager has been appointed a first team coach as well. And they've just kind of carried on and under the the um, caretakers, we actually had a really good run and we won five out of six.
2: I remember when because obviously I, I follow the Southcast on on Twitter, and I remember. The situation with John Askey it was the case of, I remember when I spoke to Glenn, he was like, ah, people are not too sure. People are a bit, uh, they, they kind of, it was sort of on the fence, but beginning to fall off it. I think last time I spoke to him and then gradually I seen the tweets coming out from obviously Saladcast and um, you know a few of the Shrewsbury outlets where it just became sort of untenable, didn't it? Like what, what went so wrong with that?
1: Um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting case. I think it was just gradually um, people lost faith. Um, and we started getting worse. So we started the season with good performances, but poor results. Um, we picked up. We had the odd result. We beat Barnsley at home, which is a bit of a freak result. Um, but with the results weren't good enough. Um, there was rumours coming out of the club about all sorts of things about training and stuff. But he was also making really odd choices, um, like bringing on strikers who haven't been warming up on the 90th minute, which is an odd one. Um, yeah, that is odd. And I think for a lot of fans, so there was Fleetwood away was bit of a bit of a turning point. Joey Barton, I think at the time it was his 13th game in management, um, basically out-tactic John Askey throughout the whole game. Um, and that was pretty poor show. Um, we sat really deep with two slow central defenders and they, they just scored two goals quite easily. And I think people just saw no nothing was going to improve. Um, and after he'd left, it was quite interesting. Um, also over the, all the interviews, and there was also a meet the manager session, um, which the goalkeeping coach went to as well. And they were just talking about some basics, training, fitness. Um, you know, sharing information with the with the players. You know, modern football things. He didn't seem to be doing. He seemed a bit of an old school type football manager.
2: Yeah, that's definitely how he kind of came across. And it was, I don't know, it was one of those things where I just kept a close eye on it. Uh, I suppose more than. I would other clubs because of, because of talking to Glenn originally. And obviously I went down to the, the Shrewsbury game. I went to the, I went down to the, the new meadow and went caught that game. And it was kind of, it was weird. You played really well first off, but then it kind of didn't really produce any chances for you necessarily. And then second yeah. off, it was just a case of we, I, I don't even think we amped it up again. It was just a case of once that goal went in, the head seemed to drop and there did seem to be a lack of faith. Um,
1: yeah, I don't think the players had a lot of confidence in what they were being asked to do, if they were being asked to do too much. Um, there was rumours of just being five aside side in, in the week. Um, and yeah, yeah, the game against you was probably quite a classic game in terms you know, didn't do too bad. Um, you know, kind of had a few glimpses and a few opportunities, but nothing really stood out. Um, and then finally the opposition just basically just created enough chances. And I think you guys were very clinical in that game um yeah and the Honeyman coming on um and then you basically just kind of overloaded our left back who's not really left back he's a central defender and then yeah i remember right that was the undoing of us um you just completely overloaded that side and it worked really well for you
2: yeah i think we um i think we brought Honeyman and oh nine on that yeah you did
1: yeah it was a nice finish for him really really crisp finish i saw he's been in your team a bit more as well
2: yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, like I was saying, I was at the game and he came on and I said to the, the, the lad who I was with, Tom, he said, uh, oh, who's that coming on? He said, oh, so nine that's coming on. I was like, oh, I don't really rate him. I don't think he's going to get anywhere near the team, but you know, nonetheless. But since then, he's been playing right back the past few weeks for us. Really? Okay. A yeah, he's been man of the match the past two games playing right back. I have no idea how he's managed to do it, but he's yeah, he's like everyone's favorite player at the moment. Just, <laughs> everyone just really likes him because he just works his knackers off. Um, but that was that was the start of him turning the performances in. I think that goal was needed. So, yeah, definitely 0-9 at that point kind of didn't really get in the team, and then he, he's definitely got into it. Maybe you know in the wrong position at right back, but he's he's popped up with a couple of goals scored against Barnsley. Um, he scored against somebody else as well. Like, oh, Portsmouth the other day, so he's actually scored in in quite big games. Um, you mentioned about, I read somewhere, something about fitness levels with, with Shrewsbury as well. And I was going to mention that we did steamroll you like the last 10 minutes and getting that goal. What, what was that? I heard about the fitness levels with Aski.
1: Yeah, it was under Paul Hurst. Um, we, our fitness was probably the best in the league. Um, and it was noticeable by a lot of fans um, that fitness wasn't the first thing that came on people's list in terms of concerns But, but it was definitely on there and yeah it just seems like we don't seem to be that fit um the The goalkeeping coach Danny Coyne, when he came in, said about up in the intensity in training, um, yeah. and there hasn't really been enough team to, time to do work in in terms of fitness. Um, for me, it just kind of it's it's mm-hmm. it's harsh. To, well, it's not harsh. It's true. John Askey didn't seem to be up for it. He didn't seem to do the basics, um, and fitness was one of them. And yeah, you guys just seem to just not even really. you Don't think you even went through the gears. I Think you're quite right there. You just seem to just carry on plugging away, and eventually the opportunities came, and yeah, you you, you scored two goals.
2: Yeah, it definitely felt like that, that game. Um, it, it definitely felt like a long slog to get to the ground to begin with as a fan.
0: Man.
2: <laughs> but, um, that was some work. But so so what, is, what has changed with, because I remember, again, I, I feel like I was privy to all of this happening because of me following the, like, the Salabcast, seeing all the retweets and all that sort of stuff. And I know there was a bit of a clamour for Paul Hurst.
1: Yeah, there was a bit of a split one. So some people wanted Paul Hurst to come back. Um, the club um, weren't keen for him to come back. The chief exec had come out and said they weren't keen for him to come in. and the chief exec shared a story um, that when they came back from Wembley, um, Paul Hurst just got in his car and drove off because he'd already packed his office. Ah, okay. So that's not that's not how you're going to win friends. Um, so yeah, I don't think they were that keen for him to come back, come back in that stint. So the, the management team, the fans were quite pleased, potentially pleased for him to come back but I don't know, I'm not really that keen on managers going back. And I think there's so many people in football. um, I think there's enough people, enough managers, and there's there's enough people to be able to give them opportunity, not to necessarily
2: need to go back. So do you think that, well, originally, did you think Ricketts was a good choice? And where do you, how do you feel about him now?
1: Yeah, I was surprised at first, um, especially coming from Wrexham, which is a, um a kind of rival well, it is a rivalry for us, but we haven't played them for over ten years because they've been in non-league yeah. football. Um so it's hard for that. That rivalry's kind of ebbing away. It's not like you guys where you have a real fierce rival. We've been where we are, we've got quite a few clubs that are put inverted commas rivals. Yeah. So I was surprised at first. Um, but he'd done really well at, at Wrexham. He had like over fifty, he had a fifty, nearly sixty percent win rate. Um he's got all his badges, he's played at the right level, he's played in every single division, including non-league. Um, he's coached. Um, at Wolves um, and he's done things like he was saying how he went to Celtic and um, did a bit of work um, and just understanding what Brendan Rodgers was doing so he seems yeah. quite well schooled and and obviously it's really key for, for a team like Shrewsbury to have those connections to get players in on loan and to have those links and certainly he's going to have those links hopefully be able to get us a couple of good players in
2: yeah, and I noticed that about the team as well. As there's, there's quite a few loan signings in there. And the one that really stuck out to me was uh was Greg Doherty, because obviously I live in Glasgow. Um, okay. my, fam- my family are all Rangers fans, so that one really stuck out to me because we were linked to him as well. And i seen he scored an absolute beauty in the FA Cup. Oh, that was um, a
1: brilliant goal. Absolutely brilliant goal. Yeah, he's got a right, he's got a good strike in him. All these goals he's scored have been from long, well, most of them from long range. Um. Scored a really good goal against um Coventry. Um he scored a good one again a of Tuesday night, a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember who that was against now. Um and yeah, he's he's a really, really good player, and someone's definitely to watch. There are rumors that um he's gonna go back to Rangers mm-hmm. um and potentially play in their team. But we've been one of the changes that we've seen since we've played you is we now play a four-four-two diamond.
2: Oh, okay,
1: uh, okay. So we play Grant, who's a, like, a sitting deep line midfielder, Doherty and Norburn. And then we play, and um, Lauren at, um, is a number 10. So Doherty's playing as like the right sided um, central midfielder, which gives him lots of space to run into. He's one of those players that's deceptively fast, um, as you saw from the goal against Salford in the FA Cup. So he's yeah. definitely going to keep your eye out for
2: he definitely felt like a, I mean, he obviously he was at Hamilton uh, not that long ago. And, and I mean, Hamilton, with all due respect, you um, are not one of the big hitters in, in the Scottish Premier League, but he he stood out a mile off. But I, I think it was just a case of him being a little bit unlucky that Gerard came and had his own plans and moved him out. But he, I remember when I spoke to Glenn, he was saying he, he looked dangerous and he'd play, uh, Askey would sometimes play him and then change him with Norburn and, so on and so forth, but he really seems to be like one of the first names on the team sheet now, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, he has. We played a very, very settled team. There's been very little change in the last, say, nine games. It's been yeah. pretty much the same team. Um, the only difference is, is that um, the central defender had a niggle. We brought in a, a guy we got from Coventry called Haynes, a ginger lad playing at left back, so he's come in. Um, and other than that, it's been really been the same team. the, the big difference probably from when we played, you was now playing two strikers. Uh, when we got a lad called Faye, who we signed from non-league, who's been banging banging in the goals, he nearly broke a, a club record in six goals and six games, but unfortunately he couldn't do that, so it was just
2: five and five for him. But um, yeah, he's been he's been key for us as well in terms of scoring goals. Because I remember when you played against us, I, I can't remember who it was who played up front, but it was like quite a big lad that seemed to he seemed to know how to win the ball in the air, but not do much else with it.
1: Yeah, we've got we've got three kind of like big lads. We've got Holloway, we've got Angle, and um we've got um, the shop. Um, we call him the shop because his name's John Lewis. Um, so that's obviously <laughs> really original. Um, and yeah, he I can't remember who he, he was playing against you, but either three of them. Yeah, they're not that effective I think it on was the Angle. ball. Yeah, I think Angle Angle's gone missing, and he's played a few games. Um, he scored against Accrington Stanley at home and. He's he's a decent. Seems like a decent player, but again, I hear rumours that he's not the best trainer, and he seems to have disappeared from the team again. Um, so with with Faye coming in, we've had Holloway, but Holloway was apparently was suffering of a bit of cold or man flu on on in the week, so he he came <laughs> off at half time, and yeah, but there's a lot of, kind of debate amongst the fans that we need another striker. But I quite like Holloway. He's a bit of a target man. He's your he's um, he's your, your Quinty, Phillips in terms of your target man. Yeah, uh, and he really helps Faye to score those goals. And you know, it's very rare to get two goal scorers at this level, or even at any level, really. When you have two strikes in oh, front,
2: massively. And I think um, I think that was almost one thing that I noticed from. I mean, only one game to judge on, but when I when I went to the game, I remember thinking. Even when you kind of had a bit more of the ball first half, you didn't seem that dangerous up front. So that's probably what's shot you. well, it's not shot you up the league, but you've you've certainly taken steps towards climbing. Yeah. Um and I've been looking through your results and stuff like that. But one thing I did notice is obviously you got off Akron and Stanley the other day, which is no great shame. They're a good side.
1: They're a very but, good team.
2: <clears throat> but Sam Ricketts said that you were outworked and you were out for. Would you agree with the sentiments on that?
1: Yeah, when you concede a goal after less than a minute. Um, and then, unfortunately, T went into. He was kind of running towards our goal in the second one, and he got tackled. And they counter-attacked us high up the pitch, pressing us. Um, and they, yeah, so we were we were two 0 down quite quickly in that game. And one thing that um, Ricketts has been saying that you know he's he's definitely that manager that kind of you know works on set plays, set pieces, and you know in terms of the structure of how he plays. But one thing he was been keen keen to say is that he expects hard work from his team. Um, and yeah, there they were there were let's say they weren't at the races in the first half. And it was definitely the worst first half we've seen under Sam Ricketts. And unfortunately, and maybe luckily for your fans on Saturday, we've actually got the worst um, away record in the league. In the whole league? In the whole league. We're bottom of the away league table.
2: Oh, I um, have no idea about that. Yeah. I thought see Wimbledon would be there or thereabouts.
1: No, they're, they're, they are about 19th or something like that. You've got Bradford, who are second from bottom. So the only hope, the only glimmer of hope I have is that you only just beat those guys. But yeah, we've only got yeah. six points away on the road from the 12 games, um, which has been a poor yeah, poor showing for us on the road. But anyone won one away at all season in the league.
2: I don't know whether you saw the... Um... <laughs> I, <laughs> I did see that <laughs> you see that yeah um, i don't think anyone thought it wasn't in the back of the net by the way i mean uh,
1: we've had we had a story like that where we played f- quite a few seasons ago we we're in a, a title race to try and get promoted out of league two and um, a goal like that happened um and wickham scored um and the referee gave us a goal but the ball never went over the line so it's kind of opposite to that in the sense that it didn't go over the line but the referee gave it that referee never refed again um But yeah, sometimes you take cues from the fans and stuff. Did the fans react when that went over the line?
2: I mean, it was an odd one because I actually didn't go annoyingly enough had work. And um, now and again, that does happen. But my my brother went. Now, when I was watching it on the stream, I actually turned to the lad next to me and went, oh, they've equalized. And then I realized we were like just playing on. my brother, (laughs) um, he said basically everyone went, oh, because it was last 10 minutes. He's like, and then all of a sudden everyone went, is he not given that? And then everyone kind of just plowed on with it and went, all right, cool, no problem. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, the reason I asked that is because in <laughs> and one
1: of the things the FA said when they they sacked that, basically that, that guy's now a linesman, I think he's a linesman in professional football again, but he's not allowed to be a ref. And they said that <laughs> um, he didn't take the cues from the fans. So that the goal was the goal, the fake goal was in front of the Wickham fans and they never celebrated. Um so there was yeah, no one celebrated or anything like that. So yeah, it's always interesting to see how they so they say don't follow the crowd, but yeah, in that case they did. So yeah, good good, good result for you guys. It. Yeah, and obviously keeps you oh. in the running, obviously with Luton and thoughts yeah. of having a great season.
2: Uh, P- Pompey thankfully went and got beat on yeah. whatever day Pommy, Wednesday. I don't know, I've lost we're track we're... of the days. Yeah, I don't know they lost to Gillingham, but Gillingham are a good side. Yeah, Tom Eves has done quite well. Yeah, and Funnily enough, talking about sign-ins, uh, I think we need to centre off personally, and I think we need to centre forward. And to- Tom Eves is someone I'd be quite interested in. But <laughs> do you think Shrewsbury need to make any changes?
1: Yeah, we do. We've had Tom Eves on loan. Yeah. We've had two sides of Tommys. We have Tommys when okay. he first came on loan, was absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. And the second version we had was absolutely atrocious. Okay. Um, but um yeah, in t- I was actually preparing for our own podcast, which we record on Sunday, and I was thinking about what we need. For me, we need left back, um, probably a left winger. Um there for me the two definites we need probably to trim the trim the club down a little bit. We've got too many players and we've got quite a few out on loan. We've actually got quite a large squad for this level. Um so I think we definitely need a left back, a left winger, um, is definitely needed to to bolster the squad. Do
2: you think that the form you mentioned about your formation as well. Yeah. before you've got that diamond. Is you gonna you mentioned about being settled as well? Do you think you're gonna stick with that? Then are you basing up based on those formations, or can you be quite flexible? Um, I think the challenge we have at the moment in terms of change of formation
1: is we've got one of the most effective wingers in the league, um, Sean Worley. Um, he he has in terms of his like um XXA, you know, X, in terms of his expected assists, he's like was the highest in, in the league before he got injured. Um, and last season, he scored a lot of goals and made a lot of assists. And he's he's a very, very good dripper of the ball. And he's out injured. So our best winger is out injured. So that's kind of prompted us to change formation. I think if Worley was back fit and if we signed maybe another player, um, I think he'd do quite well. Gilead, who we signed from Newcastle, is um, a, a good, it seems like a decent player, but he is so weak that he gets pushed off the ball, um, which is a bit frustrating. So I think we need to finish strength in that area. Are you guys... Sorry, go Sorry, ahead. Sorry, no, you, you, you first. Yes, yeah. So are you guys still playing the same 4-2-4 four, four type formation?
2: Yeah, basically. I think it's like recent... We sort of toyed with the three at the back for a little bit, but we've been playing four at the back, uh, Catamore and, and Power sort of holding, and then you've got uh, Honeyman on and Maguire, and you've got on the right-hand side... Um, Gucci on the left, mcgidi who's been absolutely phenomenal recently, and then you've got Major up front still. Um, but we've got Charlie Wiker and Watmore back, I've come back from injury as well. Wiker okay. on Boxing Day. Watmore's been back for a couple of weeks now. Um <clears throat> so we have players on the pitch who can you can really change a game. I mean, you, you never want to say to to a fan in, in League One because it sounds so arrogant and it sounds so up our on backsides, but I think we're quite aware of what the stadium like, can be like for teams in, in League One. There's a lot of teams that have come and really shown, uh, 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 given themselves a good performance. Fleetwood played well against us. Oxford played really well against us. Um, but f- as, a, as a Shrewsbury fan coming on Saturday, the last time he played us, we were a Premier League team. Obviously, it should be a relatively full house or there, or thereabouts, on Saturday. Do you have any nerves about playing like that, or are you the kind of team that will probably show up in a big in a big stadium? Um, I think that the challenge, the, the challenges for this level, <clears throat> and obviously when you guys
1: in the Premier, you don't see it as much. Is the turnover of players is so huge at this level yeah. that it's really hard to tell. Um, like I could say, you know, quite a few years ago, we went to the Emirates and took the lead but none of those players play for us anymore. Maybe yeah. one of them, maybe Matt Sadler was there in that team. Um, so I think it's really, really hard to, to tell. Um, it might be one of those games that kind of the events is going to determine the result. And, you know, we get like, say, so for example, we went to Barnsley, we, we got a, a goal really early on and that just kind of led that to kind of just kind of carried us to the victory. Um, then on Saturday, we gave away in the last few minutes. I think the first five minutes is going to be absolutely key in terms of how we perform. Um, I think, in some ways, maybe the result and the performance at Accrington Stanley means that the players are going to be, you know, on high alert from the game kicks off, and maybe that could be in our favour.
2: Yeah, and I think on the flip side, we we played it right against Bradford. Like Bradford, and even though they technically scored, didn't actually really carve us open at any point. And Bradford are on decent form, but um, but it's been really difficult to judge teams in the League One this season. Like. When we've had like Rochdale came up, Scunthorpe came up and we just blew them away instantly. Barnsley were probably the best team we faced um at the stadium like this season and we were three it up against them in thirty minutes and then the likes of Wickham come up and with all due respect to Wickham or, or Fleetwood or Oxford, you would you would fancy someone to to put them away, especially at home. I think we we're really, really strong at home. And yet we didn't. We kind of labored to a draw and it, it's it's massive how long a team can go without conceding against us at home because if you can go 20 30 minutes <clears throat> i wouldn't say the crowd gets restless or we're more patient than we have been in a long time but there's definitely an element of if we get one the forward players just seem to go like on an absolute rampage i mean the amount of teams we've put three goals past in like 10 minutes and just finished the game there and then is it's actually more than i've ever seen in in my lifetime as, as a Sunderland fan, but when it gets like maybe half time, nil, nil, um, or 50, 60 minutes, nil, nil, like you could do also do a Wickham, which end up scoring fifty minutes from time. And we've literally got to chuck everything at you to get it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I want every team to be, fearsome of coming to the stadium light but if I'm honest with you it doesn't always happen <laughs> no I think a lot of we've got enough players that have played long
1: enough we've got a few enough old hats I think in the team that I don't think we'll be in, in awe of going to the stadium light at all Um I can't see that happening with this team um, there's a few players that might be a bit jittery Um our right back John Bolton was terrible when we played at Wembley in the playoff final mm-hmm. um, But we've had quite a just, yeah, it'd be, it'd be fascinating. I think the, it's definitely going to be one of those games you just don't know. It's really, really hard to predict how the players are going to be formed. Um, I, think, I think the players are going to be so what they've been training probably today, maybe tomorrow, then going up. Um, I think that maybe the travel could have a bit of an impact
2: as well in the short period we've got. Um, but our waveform suggests that it's gonna be an easy win for you guys. <laughs> I mean, it is quite a trick i mean i came from I came from Glasgow, which is a little bit different um but like it's Glasgow not that far away um from uh from Sunderland, realistically but the re- the weird thing that I quite liked about Shrewsbury is I actually had no idea what to expect when I got there, right and it's actually a really really nice city, isn't it? Like it's, I yeah. had no idea what to expect. It was
1: lovely. It was like yeah, you know, it's, it's a it's an amazing amazing place. Um, I don't live in Shrewsbury. I did live in Shrewsbury for five years till I was eleven. and moved away. But yeah, yeah it's a um, it's a very very old town. Um, yeah. got Tudor buildings, castle. Um, and yeah, the Welsh kept it. Um, the reason why Shrewsbury's quite nice and quite big is because it was basically the English kings would always give money to the Earl of Shrewsbury to keep the Welsh out. So that's why it's quite a um,
2: quite a large town, market town. I heard that story actually. I can't remember who told me it, but I feel like on that really massive long walk where I had to walk like for what was like an hour or something to the stadium. um, You should have got a taxi. (laughs) Yeah. On the flip side, a few weeks later, we had Accrington Stanley, which had no roof, torrential downpour, and oh, you got wet on the terrace. That's quite funny to hear. Terrible. I mean, did you did you go to Accrington Stanley? Yeah, I went. Yeah, I went yesterday. What's it like when it's dry? Because it looks quality when it's dry. But... Yeah,
1: I've been there. I was, I was supposed to take my wife, but she wasn't that well, so I was sitting this time. So I had a sitting seat because she wouldn't want to, she wouldn't want to stand. But I've been on that terrace in, in a nice sunny afternoon, and it's glorious. But similarly, I've been on an away terrace at Macclesfield, which is a very, very similar to the Stanley one. And yeah, it got absolutely rained on, which is not ideal. And yeah, I think Charuza fans were quite fearful it was going to be cold. A couple of weeks ago, we had that, we had that really cold weekend and I think Shrewsbury fans were quite fearful that Stanley was going
2: to be the same. But yeah, unfortunately, it was just the football that let us down. Yeah, I mean, we we got to the point where it was so wet, like I couldn't even see a score a goal. It was ridiculous. Um, I actually have never been more so through... I think ever. I don't think I've ever had a point in my life where I've been more. So and that's when League One started losing its novelty.
1: <laughs> How is that going with the the Sunderland fans? Are they enjoying the ride? Is it a, a bit of like a bit of a kind of adventure season for you guys?
2: Yeah, it is. If I'm honest, I mean we're we're absolutely loving it, and it's the whole like Viva League One sort of thing. But I think I don't know whether it's League One. Um, there's definitely elements of it, but I think being bought into a new ownership having something to believe in, having players that want to wear the shirt. Because I think the thing is in League One, it's not really... I mean, yes, we've got McGeady, um, who's obviously a, a sort of a household name. Um, and there's players that, like McLaughlin who get in the Scotland squad and stuff like that. But the majority of the team are just lads. And there's something that's quite nice about that. Like we've got this new ownership and then we've got like a bunch of lads that seem to get what playing for Sunderland is. And they're just like, it's the biggest club they've played for. So they're, they're, they're bust up. not. Um, and it's just, it, that's quite nice. But at the same time, we're also winning games. That that always yeah, really which is a, yeah, which is just absolutely that's one thing we're missing from last season. Last season
1: was just ridiculous. Just going into every single game, thinking you're going to win, and yeah, nothing keeps football fans happier than them winning games.
2: Yeah, I, I think I remember. I mean, we've lost two. We've lost against Burton and we've lost against Portsmouth. And uh, I was more understanding than I had been in the past. Um, I was kind of like, all right, you know, chalk that one off. We'll go again next week. But realistically, it was like, it was still a bit shit that we got beat. Like that Portsmouth game was a bit of a gutter because we gave the penalty away, went down to 10 men. We were 2 0 down in no time, got one back. And I thought, here we go, we'll get another draw with 10 men. Um, And we ended up getting beat 3 1. And it was a bit like, okay, League One's not as great as it seems. Um, It's a tough division to get out of. it's
1: It's such a long season as well, obviously, you guys been used to having twenty teams in a league those extra games and it's it's a, like ports have came up, and everyone was all the media was saying they were going to win the league last year, and they were nowhere near it um and yeah it's it's a it's it's all about consistency in this league, and I think that's where you you guys might just struggle for automatic this year,
2: yeah, I mean the thing that we've got and i mean I was looking at games the other day like the important games sort of towards the end of this, uh, coming towards the second half of the season. And I was looking at the likes of, um you know, we've got two games in hand, but you've got to win those games in hand. And like Accrington Stanley away sounds easy on paper, maybe two years ago, but it's really not. Like there's no game in this league where you can be guaranteed you'd win because it's not quite as random as the championship was, where you could go and like beat Derby 4-1, even though you bought in the league and you haven't won in 10 Or similarly, get like hammered off the team at the bottom. If you talk, it's just like it's not quite as random as that, but there's still an ability of, like, if AFC Wimbledon beat Sunderland or beat Portsmouth, it wouldn't be like the biggest shock ever. It's not that surprising because a lot of the teams seem to not be kick and rush, but there's a lot of there's a big man up front, relatively basic, straightforward football, and it seems that the teams that are set apart are the ones that have. Someone who can make a bit of a difference in the final field. Yeah. like we've got, like Magi. Um, Portsmouth have got two really good wingers. I think Walsall did all right at the beginning. They've got, um, is it Ismali and uh, yeah. Josh Janelli? That seems to be what sets the team apart. But realistically, there's a lot, a big bunch of those teams that appear to be big man up front and kind of like rough and tumble football.
1: Yeah, I'd say the rough and tumble football has definitely declined in the last few years. Um, I think the the kind of the the impact of the Premier League has seen a, a level of this level improve. Um, and last season, um, the teams that did well were definitely teams that were footballing teams,
2: um, like yourself, for example. Yeah,
1: ourselves. Um, we were we were very much a counter attacking team. Yeah. Um, but then the difference we had was John Nolan, who was absolutely immense and um, who could do that kind of, that, that kind of that really smart pass or that, that goal from distance. Um, but wing, I think wing teams that are basically fit and league one is very much about organization yeah. um, and keep going. Um, and then you have the odd team like I I think I can is the kind of team you'd probably lose to, um, because they're yeah. not big. They're all quite short. Even their strikers are all less than six foot. Um, and they pass and move really, really well. Um, but yeah it's it's going to it's it's an interesting division um and it's all about a grind it's about the consistency i think that's the difference between players at this level players at this level can on their day can do you know can do a lot of things a championship player can do just not consistently and that's why they play at this level
2: yeah no i think you bang on with that because the, i was talking about uh, josh Ginelli before and i was really impressed with him when we played walsall what seemed like every single week about a month ago um and he's, I think he's interesting Preston, I think. It's almost like as soon as someone's half decent, they make the step up, don't they? Yeah. And then th- interestingly as
1: well, is a lot of players kind of skip this level as well. A lot of teams kind of stockpile pl- players as well. So Josh Nillies actually came through Shrews youth team um, and went to Burnley um, and oh. failed to make the grade there. Um, and yeah, you get a lot of players kind of jump up now. And January is going to be interesting. You'll see a lot of lone players come in. And particularly strikers from bigger teams. Um so yeah, it's it's well on well. January's, January's gonna be fascinating if this were for us. Really hoping we can get a few players in, um, and probably ship a few out. But it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, January. Imagine you guys are hoping to sign a few players as well.
2: Well, apparently there's a, a center half that we're or, or, or there's a player we're close to signing, um, is always we've been told and that that one's close is what Jack Ross said. And I would assume it's a defender because we have struggled a little bit defensively. Like Baldwin and Flanagan are all right, but they're very much a very similar sort of player. And and Leuvens seems like a nice enough fella, but I definitely think his legs have gone. Um, I mean, he got he got beat to the ball for pace by like a giraffe of a man against Portsmouth, um, and he took the player down, gave the penalty away, got sent off, and and Oz Ozturk, Whenever Oz played, he hasn't really impressed at all. So at the very least, we need someone who's going to challenge. Flanagan and Baldwin um, but we've got Wyke and we've got more back so in terms of center forwards, we might be alright but a lot of it hinges on whether Josh Madger signs a new contract
1: Yeah has, has he been interacting and the other teams I, I guess
2: Yeah and his contract's up in six months as well uh, okay. um, so him. same with Lyndon Gooch but um, I would be more hopeful that Lyndon Gooch would stay who actually that could end up being more of a more of a winner. I don't know whether you you watched um, Gucci down. Um, I'll remember Gucci when when we played against you. But he played really really well against you, if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Um, yeah, he did. Actually, he was quite impressive. Both him. Like both yeah, thing. he did. He, I can remember writing his name there in the agenda. Yeah, he 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 set up one of the goals. I think he came off the bench,
2: didn't he? He didn't he did, start. Actually. Yeah, he's coming right. back from injury. He came and stuck, and He came off the bench. Because it was himself and uh, Honeyman that came on. That's right. Yes, him and Honeyman came on and Gooch got both of the the assists, which I suppose brings me on to the the next question. Which players would you fear from a Sunderland perspective and which players should we be watching out for from Shrewsbury side who's on form at the moment? Um, I
1: think anyone that can run with the ball is a threat to us. So Gucci and Honeyman are probably players that we're probably most and fearful of. We're not really fearful of players that are kind of rough and tumble like a Catamon or something like that. We're quite up for yeah. that kind of battle, and we've got plenty of players that will stick up for each other. Um, so if the game goes quite physical, um, that won't be a problem for us. So I think anyone that can run, run at pace, um, our central defence is going to be is going to be a threat, um, especially if we if we try and well, if we do play Waterfall and Sadler. Um there is going to be a sort of an issue for us all season but we haven't got a central defender with pace. Yeah. So that's an area that I'd imagine you guys would try to would try to target. In terms of um threats from us, um Grant and uh, Greg Doherty, we've mentioned. Yeah, most um, definitely. Yeah, he's on form. But also Faye, who you never really saw. I don't think he actually played against you. Um Faye is a as a striker who's a frustratingly offside quite a lot. Um, but he's one of those classic kind of poacher strikers. Um and he's been banging in the goals, and he's a threat. Um, so I don't know how fast your central defenders are. But he's quite quick. Um, so for him, and but also on our and now we're playing this diamond from left back. Haynes is is more of a wing back than a winger necessarily. He's really really good going forward. Yeah, he impressed in the checker trade, um, and um, in the in the, it was another it was in the basically like a reserve league game. He really impressed the management's taken his place now, so he's a quite an attacking fullback. Which could be obviously a strength for us, potentially an area of vulnerability as well.
2: How did you, how you mentioned um, Gillyhead before? Is he on loan from Newcastle? No, he's a true Town player because he, he he actually seemed all right. He was the one that stuck out to me actually at New Meadow. I don't know why he just did.
1: Yeah, he's he's um, he's I think he's only got about one assist so far this season. Oh, he's, yeah, he's, he's a very good dribbler of the ball. Um, he gets he's had an opportunity to score um, on Saturday and he he fluffed his lines he should have he had a penalty we should have had a second penalty the referee seemed a bit fearful to give us two penalties which he'd won he's a really really good dribbler but I don't know he just seems he doesn't seem to have that end product we've got two strikers now so maybe that would help him in terms of having someone in the box he's come on and played as a number 10 kind of a bit like in that kind of bail mode playing as like a central winger
2: yeah, 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 of course.
1: A few times. I mean, quite effective, but not enough for us in terms of scoring a goal. So, But Lauren, who's been playing as number 10 role, hadn't, well, most of our players played really poorly um, against Stanley. So I I've, I think it's probably in terms of um, Ricketts' time at the club, I think this team selection is going to be the most kind of interesting. We've got no idea. He, he could ring a lot of changes because of obviously Christmas time, but also that really, really poor performance against Stanley.
2: Yeah. Um so I suppose one thing I would always ask. I don't know whether you're a man for it, but predictions for Saturday. Yeah, we, we always do a prediction ourselves on the podcast. So let's try and remember what I said on our own podcast. <laughs> um
1: I think I think the fact that um where you are in the league um and our current form, um I can only really say a Sunderland um, Sunderland win. Um me and Glenn actually both went for a Sunderland. We do a prediction league between us. Yeah, um, and Glenn and I both went for a Sunderland. When Glyn went three one, I went two one. Um, I think that's probably good. That's if I like to put if I put a bet on it, I think I'd go two one to Sunderland.
2: I think for me, I'm going to take. I'll take a two one as well. Actually, I think I'll take a two one. I am I am confident, but just because we're at home, um, away games can be anything really but i think at home i think coming off the back of like what was a not a big win so much um in terms of the fact we beat bradford who are quite low down the league but big fan base sold out crowd biggest league 1 attendance in forever i think um i think the mood around the the club is good um and i would like to think that we'd make it another three points on saturday
1: do you think there'll be much squad rotation, or do you think you'll play much the same team? Um, I think in a, regard, to, it's still just like a Saturday, Tuesday game. This one,
2: so yeah. it's not that not, not that not that close. Potentially, but Jack Ross, even in cup games like check and Trade Trophy, changed it a little bit. Um, I think he might keep a similar team. I think you might he might play what more you mentioned before about your. Your centre half not been the greatest at um, <laughs> pace and stuff like that, yeah. And and Watmore came on and he did change the game against Bradford. So and and Madge's, I don't know. Maybe Madge's played too much football recently, and maybe there's too much surrounding his future that maybe we should play Watmore. But we did that on, against. Uh, who who did we do it against? We played against uh, uh Portsmouth and. It, yeah, I kind of wish Madjo was there but yeah, potentially a bit of rotation yes um but I wouldn't imagine it being anything outside of um I don't think it would be anything outside of maybe what more for Major maximum cool um but yeah are you coming on uh, yeah, Saturday yes yeah, saturday yeah yeah
1: yeah I am um I'm actually coming up for new year um, I really like Northumberland I've been to Northumberland five or six times I'm always like trying to stay somewhere near Bamborough. so we're going up on Saturday, leaving my wife um, with the car and the dog, and going to the game. Yeah, um, I've been researching Roker Park and the the front for to find somewhere for her to go. So yeah, I'm looking. am going. I'm yeah, looking forward to my first time to to see Sunderland play. So it should be uh, quite an interesting one.
2: There'll be a better atmosphere than the last time your boys came because I think the last time you lot came, Adnan Yanazai played for us, so <laughs> things have definitely changed. Uh, with from the David Moyes era, but um, en- enjoy yourself on the way up, mate. Um, thanks for coming on. Uh, it's always nice to catch up with someone I've spoken to before, but maybe someone different from the the podcast. Um, there is since I've been at Shrewsbury, there has been that word salad is just kind of like repeated in my head now and now again. That chant, um, I don't think it'll ever actually leave me, but um. I've I've kept up to date with the Saladcast and I kind of feel like I know more about Shrewsbury than I've, about any other League One team. So you're doing a good job because you're getting on my feed, all right. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, um, we do
1: all right. We we get quite good listens for a club of our size, um, and yeah, it's quite fun. We do um, doing a podcast is quite fun, and yeah, we're probably the, I think we must be
2: the only club um in the country with a Latin chant. So. <laughs> I, I was going to say uh, do you know the words to it but you could say it and i wouldn't even know what it was yeah <laughs> oh, Salop, that is salad means salad is like roman oh, for sure oh, oh. <laughs> well that there, there goes that's my level of intelligence which is the word most uh, people
1: think we were chanting salad salad but it's not
2: <laughs> no i always got salad but that was because i spoke to glenn and obviously your podcast beforehand so i suppose you saved me that embarrassment as well but but uh no good chatting to you. Um, I hope you have a really awful Saturday in terms of the result. Um, But aside from that, enjoy Northumberland and enjoy Sunderland. It's it's a good place. Uh, And I can say that because I don't live there. So obviously I left for a reason, but at the same time, I do love going back. There's nothing like home comforts.
1: So no, yeah, thanks for having me on. And yeah, I think it's either going to be be a really dull game, um, uh, but I think the Shrewsbury season's gone so far. It's either going to be really dull and boring for us,
2: or it's going to be very entertaining. So yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting game, that's for sure. Three points will do me in any which way, shape, size, or form. But um, again, like I say, mate, thanks for coming on, uh, and good luck for the rest of the season. I hope that you do really well. Um, as long as it doesn't affect us. But if you can yeah. beat, say, Portsmouth on the way, that would be even better. You yeah. definitely get my good books for that. No
1: worries. And if if you don't go up, we'll come on back on next time. <laughs>
2: yes, you will, unless you have a great run to the playoffs. You never know, never doubt yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, we'll go down and go up. <laughs> Look after yourself, my friend. Cheers. Thanks for coming, Ollie. Have a good Cheers. have a good night. Bye. Bye. So that's the second extra podcast we've done with uh, the Salapcast. Two guys that I really, really like, actually. Um I really, really, really get on with them. Uh good, good, good guys. In regards to the match on Saturday, I'm pretty confident. McGeady being on form, and I think I've liked McGuire being back. I've been a bit disappointed with Josh Maguire recently, um, but he's he's a kid. He's he's only turned twenty yesterday. He's still young. We're going to have to be patient with him. But I would I would maybe play Watmore on Saturday if, if what Ollie was saying is true. But um, isn't it great? Like I say, and I've said this a million times, to have a club that like we all believe in, and we're looking forward to the game. Looking forward to talking about something, watching something, and um yeah enjoy saturday again pack the place out like you did on boxing day um and you enjoy your new year because i don't think i'll speak to you before that um but uh, thanks for tuning in to the extra report podcast as always have a good one happy new year